If you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 4. Love to be in the presence of God. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now turn to Philippians, just back a few pages to chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. Let's go to the Lord in prayer before we start tonight. Father, I come to you right now, Master. And Lord, I just turn this time over to you right now. I just give it to you, Lord. It's yours to do with as you please, and I just ask that you you just begin to take charge. Let your anointing flow right now. Lord, I thank you for the presence that we already feel here tonight. It's so sweet, Lord. It's just wonderful to be in the presence of God. Lord, I just ask that you just bless these people tonight for coming. I ask that you share with them tonight what is on your mind, what you would have them to hear, and that it would be a blessing to them. And Lord, I ask that you help me to speak as I ought to speak, that I would be able to speak boldly, that the words that would go forth, Lord, would not return void, and that, that your word would go forth in the way it ought to. And I just ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. What I want to talk to you tonight, and I'm not quite sure how to how to begin, so we're just going to begin, but... I titled the message, Sharpening Our Edge. And as I was praying over what to share with you tonight, the, the words, uh, we need to be set on our edge, kept coming into my mind. And as I began to think about what that meant, I began to think about the edge of a knife. And that's why I shared that scripture with you about the Word of God being like a two-edged sword, or sharper than any two-edged sword. And as I was thinking about that, I, like I said, the words we need to be set on edge kept coming into my mind. So what I want to talk to you about tonight is sharpening the edge on, on our lives with Christ. You know, if you're going to cut something with a knife, you don't cut it with the side or with the backside. You cut it with the sharp edge. And there's a reason why that, that sharp edge comes to a point. Because when you... When you bring something to a very fine point, it's everything is focused in that one area, and there's a greater concentration right in that one spot, and it's easier to cut through something. And you, you know, this doesn't just apply to a knife, but maybe even a hammer. If you've got a hammer with a small head, it's real easy to knock a hole through something with it than it is with a big head. So in our Christian lives, how does that apply? 
You know, this, this phrase just kept going through my mind. It still is now. We need to be set on edge. And I begin to think about that. And, you know, what is God trying to say? Well, I, I compare it to what the Word says. You know, you always got to go back to the Word. So I started thinking about what, what does God talk about, about an edge in, in the Word. And, you know, I thought about the sword and I begin to look at that Scripture and I believe what He's trying to tell us tonight is just like this Word that we read, you know, the Word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And what that means is that, that it can just divide apart anything. It separates it. it. It is able to show you the difference between things through, through wisdom and knowledge. It's able to separate it and show you what God really intends. But what He would have us to understand tonight is that, is that when you're set on edge, you can cut to the heart of things. When And what does it mean to be set on edge? Well, when you come together you know, in one place, you come together of one mind, of one accord, you're united, you can be more effective. You see, if, you, if we were to all just kind of spread out and go do our own thing, under no certain direction, just say, well, I feel like I need to go do this, or I think we ought to go over here and do this, we're not going to be very effective as a church. But when we as a church unite under one banner, and that banner being lifting up the name of Jesus Christ, whatever it is God would have us to do, we, we all get together and we move that same direction. You see, we're on edge then. That edge can now be... You see, you don't just take a knife and, and it's a knife when you're going to make it. You have to put an edge on it. You have to... You have to grind it down. You have to work that edge and sharpen it and make it just as fine of a point as you can before it'll cut. So if we're going to come together to become this sword, it takes refining. It takes work. It takes diligence. It takes, it takes guidance and direction from the Holy Spirit. You see, as a, as a person, I'm not, I'm not much of a leader. I'll tell you right now. I never was one of those people. When I look back through my life, there was always somebody in a class or when I was in the army, there's always certain people that stuck out as leaders. It was just obvious. You could look at them and say, oh, they're a leader. You see, I'm not one of those kind of people in the natural but through the Holy Spirit, he, he will work through me to do what needs to be done because I make myself available. Amen. Now, how does that all tie together? Well, you see, as a church body, when we come together under the guidance and direction of the Holy Spirit, He's not going to send you different ways. He's going to pull you into the same direction. He's going to make that knife's edge for us. And see, as I was beginning to think about this, another thing come to my mind. And I begin to think about 
people sitting on a pew. Have you ever talked to somebody and you were telling them a story that was just so interesting? They they were sitting back, and then as the story got better, they just started moving up, and they were like, "Man, I want to hear more of this." They begin to get up on edge. You see, they they got up there. You know, it's the same thing when you're running. Y'all hang on now. It's the same thing when you're running. Y'all ever tried to run flat-footed? You can't run flat-footed. But if you're going to be good at running, you've got to get up on your toes. You see? The faster you run, you get higher up on them toes, and you can dig them in. See, it's an edge. All, everything you ever look at, the effectiveness is in the edge. It's in being small and being in sync. It's being in tune. The more we get together, the more we get in line with God's will, God's direction. See, this is the key, God's direction. The more we're going to be effective for Him. Listen, it's time to get on edge in your life. You look at your life and, man, I'm going to tell you all, my life is dull sometimes. The work I try to do for God is it's dull because I haven't put the time and effort into sharpening it like I should. I haven't spent the time getting that edge refined so that it can cut the way it should. If you ever had a dull pocket knife, you know what I'm talking about. You can sit there and saw on something until you get through it. But when you've got a sharp knife, man, you just touch it and it cuts. It didn't take a lot of work. That's why they say it's easier to cut yourself with a dull knife. Because you've got to bear down on it. I don't want God bearing down on me. I want to be effective. I want when he, when he says, Kevin, do this, I want to just touch it and it, it's done. You see what I'm saying? We need to be set on edge in our life. And just like the example I gave you, somebody sitting there listening, I want people who come into this church to be set on edge. I want them to come in expecting to hear something. I want them to be anxious about hearing the Word of God. You see, you can come in and get a blessing and leave out the way you came in. But when you come in set on edge saying, oh man, something's going to happen today. You know, I can t- I guarantee you, you can talk to any Sunday school teacher and you'll find out real quick when people come in not really wanting to hear anything. That Sunday school class is dry and boring. But when you get a couple people, it just takes a couple, they come in and and man, they got things to say. They got feet. They may even have a question or two. Oh, heaven forbid somebody's got a question in Sunday school. But they come in and they get excited. They want to learn more about what the Word of God says. Oh man, all of a sudden other people start getting affected by it. Because it's, it's, it's contagious. You see, if we're set on edge in our lives with Christ... We're going to have a greater desire to learn about Him. We're going to want to know more about Him. Look, I know I'm preaching to the choir tonight. Y'all are, y'all are the ones that's here every time. There's people that, that don't hardly ever come Sunday morning, but when they do, you guarantee that's when they're coming. It's only. It's Sunday morning. But y'all are here every time. My thing I want to tell you tonight 
is don't get in the routine of I'm just going to church. Y'all need to come in just like anybody that ain't been here in a while and say, oh man, I'm hungry to hear something. I want something from God tonight. You understand what I'm saying? When you come in on edge, see, have you ever known anybody that's just kind of edgy? Y'all ever known anybody like that? And they kind of worry me. They're just kind of, all the time, they're just little, any little thing could just set them off. You know what I mean? I want you to come to church like that. I know that contradicts what I just said. I want you to come to church on edge. What does that mean? I want you to come think, man, just at any time something could happen. Something might break loose at just any moment, and I want to be ready. I want to be ready. So when it does, oh my goodness, I'm going to jump and shout. I'm going to holler and praise God, because at any time it could happen. It could just fall at any moment, and I want to be the one that's in the middle of it. Man, I tell y'all, when I was a teenager... I got a little taste of the Holy Ghost. Just a taste now. Just a taste. I ain't saying I was baptized. I got a taste of it. But you know that was all it took? From that point forward, every time we had a prayer meeting, every time people come down to the altars, I was right there in the middle of them. Because I didn't want to miss it. I didn't want to miss it. I'm telling y'all, I got hungry for the Word of God. I got hungry to just be in His presence. You understand that? When was the last time you was hungry to be in the presence of God? Get on edge. Get on edge. Look, you need to be excited. You need to be thinking, oh, I don't care about nobody else. There ain't but 15, 20 people here. I don't care if it's four or five. I'm coming to receive something from the Holy Ghost. I'm coming to receive something from the Word of God. Y'all understand what I'm talking about. There is nothing worse in this life than a lukewarm Christian that's just going through the routine of going to church time after time after time and you don't get nothing from it. You don't get nothing out of it and you can't give nothing to nobody else. Just like I told you before. Oh my goodness. Just like I told you before. You can't help nobody else if you ain't fooled yourself. Because see, the only thing that's going to ever help anybody around you is when you can spill out onto them a little bit. When you're overflowing. you got to be full. You can't just come get a little dab and hold yourself over till the next week. Because what are you going to do between Sunday and Sunday? What are you going to do? You're just going to get by. You're just going to get by. You can't impact anybody else when you can't spill over onto them. And when you come to church thinking, I'm going to get just enough, because that's all I need. That's all you're going to get. When you come get get just enough, it's just for you. And man, all of a sudden, that sounds selfish, don't it? All of a sudden, that sounds kind of selfish. Because you're thinking about yourself and what you need. Well, you know, there, there are times... When you're hungry and you need to be fed. But you know what? When you're full and when you're overflowing, you're looking for somebody to give it to. I need to get rid of some of this. I need to find somebody I can pour some into. 
Y'all ever had too much of something? And, and you was going to ruin if you didn't get rid of it. And you say, y'all just come on, come get some. Come get some of this because it's going to go bad if you don't. I know what y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all got gardens and stuff. And at some point you planted way too many more than you thought you'd ever need. And you say, what in the world was I thinking planting all these peas? And you say, come get some. We're overflowing here. We're overflowing. Just get them before they ruin. That's how full you need to be as a Christian. That's how full you need to want to be as a Christian. You see, you need to come in and say, God, just fill me up to overflowing. So when I'm walking down this aisle, it's just spilling over onto people. And when I leave this place and go to work, it's spilling over onto people. So when I come back next week, it just takes a little bit to fill me up so I'm full again. And I ain't got to wait till I'm down in the mouth and I got bills to pay. And Oh, what am I going to do? I don't have to wait to that point to go to God and say, God, help me. Because I'm already full. I already know where my provision comes from because I, I have been to the throne of grace already. I'm full and I'm overflowing. That's what it means to be on edge. That's what it means to be anxious and want to see God. How many of y'all want to see God move in your life? Now be honest. Don't just say it because you think it's the right thing to say right now. Do you really want to see God move in your life? Do you want Him to be actively involved in every aspect? You can't do that on an empty tank. You can't do that resting on your laurels. Sometimes you've got to kind of lean into it. Y'all ever had to push against something real heavy? You've got to dig in and lean you got something to push against. And you can't do it just standing there flat-footed. you got to get on them toes and push. you got to get up on edge and begin to work and move that thing. You can't do it just by putting your hands on it and standing there and hoping something happens. Now, I know, y'all, you look, I ain't trying to just gripe at everybody tonight. I, ain't trying, I don't want you leaving here worse than you came because I was all over you tonight. But I want you to understand that there is a certain amount of effort that's required in getting something from God. Amen. It don't just happen. It don't just happen because it's supposed to. Every time I come over here, and begin to pray and seek God for a word. Sometimes it takes me 15 or 20 minutes. Sometimes it takes me an hour and a half, three hours. I don't know. But I have to, I have to get everything else out of my mind. Do y'all realize that that same preparation I go through, you ought to go through before you come to this house? Man, that kind of stings a little, don't it? See, it ain't just the preacher's responsibility. Yeah, I'm the one that has to get in the Word and find out what it is God wants you to hear, but you need to be prepared to hear it before you come here. You know, you don't go to a concert without first buying tickets. 
You don't go to a fancy restaurant without making reservations. See, there's planning, preparation. I'm going to challenge y'all this week, and I'm fixing to close. Everybody that's here tonight, next week, before you come to church, I want you to spend, this is easy now, 15 minutes in prayer. I want you to spend 15 minutes, and look, I'm serious, spend 15 minutes in prayer before you come, praying about what God is going to show you, what God's going to give you, what God's going to do for somebody else, what God is going to do in the service. And I'm not trying to be selfish. I ain't telling y'all to pray for me. If you want to, that's wonderful. I'll take it. But pray for yourself and pray for others around you. Pray that the hindrance of whatever it is Satan is doing in other people's lives will be broken when they walk in the door. You see, this morning there was nothing but hindrance in the service. The whole time these girls are up here singing, I just feel hindrance. I don't know what if it's attitude or, or Satan trying to tear somebody down or what, but with a few people coming together on an edge and making a conscious effort to pray before they come to church. I'm going to tell y'all something. Y'all better come expecting to see something happen. And I, I, look, I can't say that kind of thing because I'm a, some sort of uh, soothsayer or fortune teller. Or anything. I'm telling y'all, I know what the Word of God says. And when you come together and you unite in prayer, oh man, it just got amplified. It just got magnified. It got multiplied. Because God is going to listen to those prayers. God is going to answer those prayers. Y'all do that with me. Let's come together and pray and unite. I'm going to be praying too. I'm going to be looking and seeking God. I'm going to say, God, change somebody today. I'm going to tell y'all, last night, I, I, I started to say this morning, but I didn't want to. I know, God, it wouldn't have been God's will. I'm going to tell you all tonight. Last night as I was praying, God said, there's going to be somebody right here that needs to hear this word. And do you know there was a little girl sat here today? I don't know if she'll ever accept Jesus. I don't know even if she's a Christian or what. I know there's something ain't right with her. I know there is something that she needs, but you know God told me that last night that I needed to direct this to her. And if y'all probably noticed, I spent most of my time over here this morning. That wasn't intentional, but I kept finding myself over here. But y'all, and I'm not trying to be accusatory tonight, I'm just talking to you now. What would have happened if we had already been praying about that? What would have happened if we would all come together in prayer? Not necessarily at the same place, but praying about this service. And I don't know, she may have received Jesus today. She may still. I'm not trying to say she won't. But I firmly believe that message today was for her. I firmly believe she was just holding on to everything she had to keep from coming down here. See? If we begin praying, we begin to unite in prayer.
man, that kind of stuff will be broken. That kind of stuff will be defeated. See, that's our weapon. That's our weapon. That's the only thing we got. That's our only recourse is to go to God in prayer. We can't fight this stuff on our own. I don't know anything about her. I don't even know her name. But we can't fight that stuff on our own. It, that bondage has to be broken by the Holy Ghost. It has to be something working in her. And when we come together in prayer beforehand, we're already preparing the way. We're preparing it before she even comes in. One of my greatest desires, and this may seem kind of silly, I don't know. I want people when they walk in the door to just kind of be taken back for a second and say, man, you feel something different in here. You see, that's what I want. I don't know if me praying by myself is enough to make that happen. I hadn't seen it yet. But I believe when we unite, oh, there's going to be a difference. There's going to be a change. When we get up on edge and decide to start start living in a little bit different kind of lifestyle. Living just a little bit more aggressively. You see, a knife is about being aggressive. Cutting something. It doesn't just kind of rub around it. No, it cuts through it. And that's how we need to be in our Christian life. We need to be like a knife. We need to be ready to just cut away any kind of hindrance or bondage that is in place in other people's lives. 